Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Digest Productions podcast. I'm your host, Josh, or Jay Moskers, as always, joined by my co-host, Kyle, or Fate. Hello. Hello, hello. This week, we were joined by Jason Portizo. Thank you for being hey, how's here. how's it going? Good, thanks for having me. Yes. Uh, so you're, you're working, you do a couple of different things, but the main one you want to talk about was uh, Flight and a Pint, mm-hmm. is your like beer brewery sort of a sort of show you got going. Why don't you tell people a little bit about it? Yeah. Um, so once the lockdown hit, uh, you know, I've, I've been an audio engineer for the past 10 years or so, I think 11 years now. Um, a lot nice. of studio work, but mostly uh, live and concert work and, mm. you know, corporate and yeah, I was watching uh, trade show, that kind there. of stuff. Yeah. Um, so once uh, once the concert scene kind of disappeared for a, a year, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but um, I had to do something with, you know, these pile of microphones I had lying around and <laughs> how much I love uh, running audio and things like that so um we kind of turned that into uh redigging up my my love of podcasting i podcasted when i had uh when i had a recording studio uh back in uh 2013 was my first show uh mm-hmm. called ugly door sessions that was a uh, named after the studio that we had um but flight in a pint came around um once i had decided that i wanted to get back into podcasting i just started asking all my friends for you know give me your pitch give me your idea if I like it and I want to co-host it with you, we're doing it. And the first good idea that I got was uh, was from my co-host Walter, um, who he he's into beer tourism. He calls it, where nice. um, you travel to, to really as many breweries as you can, um, just try to sample as much beer as you possibly can, and you know make um, make something out of the experience of going and seeking out beer. So nice. we took that and made a podcast out of it. So this is a show that is recorded 100% mobily. Um, we go to the breweries and we seek out either uh, owners, head brewmasters, uh, taproom managers, people who uh, you know are really all about the uh, the place itself. And mm. uh, while we do drink on the show, we talk about the beer. Um, the show is less about the beer and more about the brewery itself, um, both the facility, what they do there, the people there, the story behind the place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fully an interview show, and we uh, we've had some excellent excellent beers. Nice. I so this is not my area of expertise. I don't drink at all. But okay. Kyle, Kyle, you do go you go to a bar? You you drink a little bit? A little bit. Yeah. I guess you could say a little bit. <laughs> I think you you drank once, right? <laughs> just just one time, you know. One time. Yeah. A little here, every now yeah. and again. I actually, to be fair, every, I have like now and then again. Yeah, like now and then earlier, like literally two hours ago. <laughs> I well, right now I have a mixed drink called the uh, leche al chocolato in Italian nice. or in American. In America, we in English we would call it chocolate milk. <laughs> so God. that's that's <laughs> easy with those, man. You got to drive. But I've been on a real kick lately with them. I always have to have something to drink during the show, otherwise I sit here. It's, it just becomes sand in my mouth. <laughs> I usually eat right beforehand, so it's a bad combination. But we do um, we have a cider house near where I live, and I actually do like that. We go and we did a a number of like trivia nights and stuff there. We hang out, cool. And uh, they do. Uh, I I'm always like the the square, I guess you'd say, because like everyone's like, yeah, I'll take this and this. I'm like, yeah, I'll have the this hot cider. Just don't put any of the alcohol in it. <laughs> I'm just drinking warm apple cider. Yeah, similar brewing great. process, a little, a uh, little less hops and barley, and a little more apples. Sure. Yeah. You, you know, I like I said, I'm the opposite of the expert here. I'm 
I know next to nothing about it. You know, calling me an expert really, really, uh, I did not say you're the expert. I said I'm the I'm the opposite of the expert. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I want to make sure we clarify here that I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> we don't throw that word around here, you know. To each their own. <laughs> but uh, I a couple of things I was going to bring up is uh, as someone who's not not a drinker, what would you say is the best entry level like beer or whatever? Like, what would you suggest to somebody to get started? Okay, uh, so you want to you know graduate from your, uh, your super milk. available stuff like your Bud Lights and Miller Lights <laughs> and uh, the, the cheap stuff that uh, that we drink in college because that's all we could afford. Mm-hmm. Um, where where are you guys from? Pennsylvania. Okay, so uh, the the easiest one to to take a, like a baby step above your basic beers is to go find a Yingling. Uh, Yingling is one of the oldest breweries in the, in the states, mm-hmm. um, and uh, is brewed right in central Pennsylvania. And it's I've, pretty available just about everywhere. Like you don't have to be from Pennsylvania to go find a Yingling. Yeah, yeah. So they while, have a well. Well, I, I wouldn't call Yingling a, a craft brew, but it is definitely mm-hmm. a a quality step up from your uh, from your buzz and course. Okay, you can go. I have not done the tour, but you can go on the tour of the like the brewery, and you can go yeah. down into the into like the beer caves. What's cool is a lot of breweries, um, depending on the state uh, and what their liquor laws are. Uh, giving a tour is actually required for some of these places, which is cool the first, the first time you go there because then you get to really, uh, you know, you don't have to worry about like, oh, maybe they're too busy. Maybe they don't want to. No, they they have to. So you get to really see the facility and kind of see mm-hmm. like, you know, the step-by-step process and what kind of stuff they're doing. Um, and then this is kind of their chance to get excited about uh, what they have coming up and what things have been working for them. And, uh, you know, you get to see people working on their craft and getting excited about it. It's really cool. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I, we have we actually have a, a nice like brew pub like a block away from where I live here. They're pretty good. I know they do a I don't even know how many a, a good number of like they brew all of their own stuff. They don't have any like outside uh, beverages available. It's all of their own stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, they ship it out. I don't know how far they ship it out, but they ship it out all over at least like the area throughout like the the region. And uh, yeah, distribution is usually uh, you know depending on the size of the brewery and. Mm-hmm. Uh, that can be one of the most expensive things for them, but it also is one of the things that, if done correctly, could really bring them in the most money. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we've got a brewery that um, we interviewed them in episode two of Flight into Pine. Actually, we're good friends with the owner of uh, this place in New Jersey called Icarus um, that are now seeing distribution all over the state uh, to the point where we're seeing people in craft brew groups on Facebook who are you know, either traveling from out of state or uh no they just live elsewhere and, and like asking if people from jersey can ship this out to them mm-hmm. uh so they're getting you know, a lot of recognition out of it uh meanwhile some of the places that we have become friends with or you know just really like um are either not even no not even canning their stuff it's really just tap room so yeah. if you if you want it there's one place in the world to go get it nice. and, there, and there's there's some really cool implications on both sides of that too where like something that you are familiar with and something that you love is really just out there for everybody Versus it really kind of being a pretty exclusive thing that is a little more yours. Yeah. There's some cool stuff there. Yeah. Like I said, I, I don't drink, but I do find it interesting. I like the uh, sort of the way it all functions, like all like people brewing their own stuff. Like we have a number of those places nearby where it's like, like even one place opened up. I think like two weeks before like the lockdowns went into effect last year. Mm-hmm. They literally just opened up, and I was like, "Oh, that's a really unfortunate timing." Story we found with a lot of our interviews. 
Yeah. And, uh, but they've been doing really well, but like, there's a lot, of, there's, there's a lot of places like that around here where there are little brew pubs that open up, they, they start brewing their own things. And it's just, I they started like in their, in their backyard and their mm-hmm. garage or whatever. And it's like, yeah, you know, we, we enjoy doing this. We, and we've decided to like bump it up a little bit. Now we're opening up our own, our own place, like our own pub. You know, the, the easy first question to ask when I sit down to these interviews is, you know, mm-hmm. how did you get started? Or, you know, tell me the story of how, how we got here. And mm-hmm. I almost stopped asking that question because the first thing they always say is like, oh, yeah, we're brewing in our garage or we're brewing in the basement or we're brewing at home. And then, yeah. uh, you know, our friends started liking it a whole bunch. And when we started selling it and the next thing we know, here we are. And it's like the same story every <laughs> time. But uh, I mean, yeah. home brewing is is awesome. Uh, my co-host, Walter, uh, is uh, he's been home brewing for a while, but he just got a, a whole bunch of new gear. So yeah. uh, he's I think he just started uh, a new batch yesterday. So hopefully that'll be coming out in the next couple of weeks. Nice. So stepping up from your intro, like intro, intro beer or whatever, what is your go-to? Like what's your like personal preference or just not beer, just drink in general? Uh, I mean, drink in general. I, I go through at least like two or three liters of seltzer every day, but, uh, nice. <laughs> but uh, beer, beer. I like a good to... Sam Pellegrino myself. Yeah. We got a, we got polar right next to me here. I just finished nice. it. Go, uh, <laughs> Re, uh, re-up on that when we finish this year <laughs> but um i mean I, I do like grabbing a beer just because uh we, we've made a lot of friends doing this show so mm-hmm. we usually come home with some fun stuff so i've got a uh, cabinet full of uh of interesting beer that i have to uh work my way through yeah. um as far as like uh it's it's less about specific beers and more like uh, about types and styles mm-hmm. um everyone's kind of got their preference i usually like things that are a little bit darker like stouts and porters uh, brown ales, red ales. Um, also, uh, my co-host got me really into um, <clears throat> into sours. Um, so I found some uh, some really cool sours from some local places. But uh, I usually just like anything that is that's new. If a place uh, just put it out and they're excited about it, I'm excited. I'm excited to try it. Nice. Uh, just earlier, yeah. earlier today, we were over in. Uh, we actually went into Pennsylvania. There's a place in Ben Salem called Broken Goblet that uh, we got to be good friends with. And uh, they had some uh, some St. Patrick's Day uh, exclusive that were out for this weekend that I didn't want to miss out on, so we took the drive out. Nice. But they had this uh, this excellent um, uh, this excellent stout that they infused with um, Bailey's and whiskey, and it was just the smoothest, which was one of the coolest beers I've had in a while. Nice, Kyle. What is your go to drink? Uh, it's just your typical bush. Okay. Bush heavy because bush light tastes like dog shit. Do you ever do you ever go like the mixed drink route? Uh Do you ever mix bush heavy and bush light? No. You get bush medium? <laughs> no. I probably wonder if wonder if the bar'll do that for me. Just to confuse <laughs> the fuck out of them. Hold it's on. like a tan and tan. Yeah. The, the fucking I have a mixed drink here. Let me let me find it. They this one of my old buddies made it at a wedding. They ran out of alcohol, so they just threw everything, kind of like made like a jungle juice. Nice. Mm-hmm. But they called it river water because it literally looks like our river. Like you just took a cup and just you know, there it is. It's Jaeger, blueberry pucker, green apple pucker, and Coors Light. It's You're not really selling me on that one. No, I. <laughs> everyone's like, oh, it's got Coors Light and it. it's gonna taste like shit. No, it actually does taste pretty good. Like no, throwing throwing Coors Light in the end is like the uh, it's like the seltzer spritzer at the end at the end of the uh, um, 
Long Island iced tea. Like it's just like it's just a little water coloring. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Have you guys tried like the uh like claw, the claw drinks or whatever, like white claw, I think is what it is. Oh, yeah, the, the hard seltzers, yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're super popular right now. Uh, so mm-hmm. every, every brewery is putting out some sort of version of it. Yeah, I didn't it like, does it, do you still taste the alcohol or is it just like watered, depends really watered it, down? If, uh, if, depends on A, if they, either, if they want it to taste alcoholic mm-hmm. or um, if they don't want to taste alcoholic, you know, how well was that batch made? Because yeah. you can really hide that alcohol. Okay. Uh, there's a couple in particular. Um, there's one that comes from Flying Fish Brewery um, that should have pretty wide distribution. You should be able to get that just about anywhere. But um, I'm going to do a quick Google search while I'm talking to figure to remember the brand name because uh, it's kind of released under a different brand. I think it's called Simple. Um, mm-hmm. But a bunch of different flavors and uh, it pours crystal clear. And uh, as far as the hard seltzers, it's one of the better ones I've had. Interesting. There was a there was a time I went to a restaurant with a friend of mine, and he ordered a Cuba Libre. Do you know what that is? That's uh, a margarita drink. Okay, I think. I think it was a. I think he was referring to a rum and coke at the time. And oh, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. And uh, the bartender didn't know how to make it, and I sat that like I I wouldn't have known honestly at the time either. But I just remember watching him sit there with the bartender explaining, it's like, it's like a rum and coke. She's like, okay, but what do I put in it? And he's like, it's rum, rum and coke. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's fairly self-explanatory. Uh, do you ever, so like I like I said, I, I, I like the aesthetics of a lot of it. I like the, uh, not the drinking itself, but like the kind of like personality of going to the bar and hanging out with people. Like I've always liked that. Like I've, I, I've talked about it on our show here before about like I'm gonna buy a house, work on it, and then build a house, and then I'll, I'll rent out the previous house. When I build a house, I've, I've been tempted to build like a, a nice bar and have like a like a whole wall behind me, like all kitted out. Even though I don't drink, I think it'd be fun to have people That's over fair. and and you know be able to make them whatever they want. But like, do you have a setup like that, or, or are you all about just going to the the pub? and handling your business there <laughs> uh well again the you know i made my living in doing concert <clears throat> doing concerts and there's no concert mm-hmm. industry right now so um <laughs> so the, we ended up leaving the house that we were renting so i'm mm-hmm. staying with family I'm staying with family for uh, for a little bit but uh i mean obviously that that's you know it would be amazing if i can figure out a setup like that <laughs> um but there there is something about um going to a place where everyone's there for the same reason uh, and, and there's there's a different vibe to uh, a brewery than there is to a bar. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the it, it's hard to explain because when when you really like make the bullet list of reasons people are there or things people are doing while they're there, there's a lot of overlap. Mm-hmm. But like if you don't look at that list as literally as it would be, it's there's just a different vibe to it. And I, I find that breweries are a lot more um, just kind of relaxed and um, you know, people there are actually enjoying their drinks and not just, you know, getting hammered. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if there's entertainment, it's it's usually a little more kind of like focused to what kind of vibe that brewery wants to put off. And I'm, I know I'm explaining kind of poorly, but like <laughs> if you, it's one of those like if you know, you know kind of things. Yeah, I, but, I feel like in my personal experience, in my limited experience, like having gone to like brew pubs and then like we've been to like the local bar 
like the brew pub seemed more lively. Like yeah, there's something a little less sad. Yeah. About <laughs> it's like we're here to eat, drink, have fun, and they're there to drink away their sorrows. It's like obviously that's not always the case, but obviously that's, that's just kind of the vibe I got. But you you won't see like you know the the, the tears in your beard type looking dude mm-hmm. at a brewery nearly as much as you'll see him at the at the dive bar. Yeah. Yeah, he walks out late at night and you know, he he's questioning everything and then he drives home and all of a sudden he's in Goodfellas or something. You know, it's just it's a real sad turn of events. But at the brew pub it's it's more of like a hey, it's Deadpool, we're all hanging out now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And also it's like, no, the these places are usually coming out with some sort of new beer, you know, every mm-hmm. week or so. Um mm-hmm. you know, there was, there was one by us that puts out literally a new beer every single week. And so, like, it's not the same six things on tap every week. Yeah. yeah. We have the one city nearby where I live. It's actually, like, I work in advertising. So, like, I travel around a lot. Uh, or I did when I wasn't wasn't yeah. in the middle of a pandemic. When you could. Yeah. But, like, I have a remember, lot of, like. Places? Yeah. Places. Like, remember going in your car to somewhere? Like, those are the days. <laughs> but, like, I have a ton of, like like breweries and, and pubs and and places up like in the in the city up there and we're actually currently working on like a wine and brew like magazine that we're putting together and it's uh like all for all like the festivals and stuff like that too and uh it's been interesting uh reaching out and actually like learning a little bit about like what's going on in the area for these and, like how they handle things and just the amount of uh uh, like work they're putting into constantly expanding their their lineup which is something i didn't know beforehand how many different uh like brews all of them put out mm-hmm. and like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of cross uh, collaboration and like they'll they'll mm-hmm. make things together and uh work on a recipe together yeah there's a few breweries that uh we've done on episodes with that uh collaborate way more than other places will mm-hmm. um one and we'll shout out to uh to dr brew littles out of uh, Maple Shade, New Jersey, he uh, these names are great that you're throwing out. Oh yeah, Dr. Brew Littles. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, the 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 owner of that one. Not only did we do an episode with him, I think he was episode nine, maybe I forget, uh, maybe eight. But um, he's out there. Go find his episode. He was great. But <laughs> um, from doing the episode with him, we hung out there after we, uh, you know, hit it off. So we became pretty good friends, and he's actually a co-host on. One of the new podcasts we have coming out, which I do want to talk about before we wrap up. Um, <laughs> but uh, he just did a collaboration with uh, with a brewery that is about to open. Um, and he's a, uh, which one was this? It was, uh, trying to think of what it was called. Was there a letter in Kenny reference? I forget. <laughs> he's got a few letter Kenny references. Oh, this is just the uh, this is the taters. It was it was modeled after like the little uh, candy like Irish potatoes. Oh, okay. So it's like you no, know, a lot of like, cinnamon, coconut. <laughs> but uh, again, like you know, uh, St. Patrick's Day weekend exclusive. Who knows if we'll see it again? Hmm. Yeah, that's but, true. Uh, St. Patrick's Day is what Wednesday? Uh, seventeenth. Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, damn. Right. Yeah, we're recording this way in advance, so this is going to come out on the twenty fourth. So St. Patrick's Day is long gone. So I hope everyone had their fun. By the time they hear this, probably sobering up by now. Yeah, maybe something. Some people might not be, <laughs> but I used to. So I used to go to State College a lot, which is the home of Penn State University, mm-hmm. and uh, they always had a State Patty's Day on St. Patrick's Day, nice. or like the weekend right before or after. I forget which. 
I had some friends who went there. Went to go. Uh, went to go visit a few times. Nice. I was there. I was there for the Thon one year. That was awesome. Nice. Yeah, Thon's always crazy. And uh, but yeah, State Patty's Day is is a nightmare. Uh, we would uh, we'd be downtown, and there's a bike shop we'd go to, like a mountain bike shop. And out front, they had a uh, like one of those old timey bikes where it's the little wheels in the back and the really big wheel in the front. It's called a penny farthing. Okay, fair enough. You know more than I do about it then. <laughs> and uh, every time, without every year without fail, there'd be people trying to get up on it. And one year, this girl goes to climb up on top of it, and she falls onto the cement face first, like right on her chin. Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, and we're like, ooh, we. She was told like eight times. It's not going to end well. And uh, yeah, <laughs> there's a there's a very particular uh, motion to get up on those things. You basically yeah. already have to be at full speed by the time you even try to jump up. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was not a good sight for her. I imagine she probably doesn't remember what happened. She probably just remembers yeah, the fine. aftermath of waking up. Yeah. Nothing's, nothing's more resilient than like a toddler or a drunk girl. Yeah. Well, it's just you, you fall and you're just like you're just flopping around like you have you're not tensing up or anything. Right. Oh yeah, there's yeah. science behind that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's it's at one hand, on one hand it's entertaining because you're like, oh, that's that's kind of funny that happened. On the other hand, it's like that's that's sad. I hope she's alright. Yeah, I hope she's out there doing great. Yeah, um, have you ever had to deal with that? Like when you go and and talk to people on your show, like is it during business hours? Like how are you recording this? Uh, it depends. Um, I, I really kind of leave it up to the guest, mm-hmm. and uh, and we kind of like. We kind of lead them a little bit, be like, no, some some background brewery noise is okay, but the quieter the better. Mm-hmm. So um, we've done a lot of episodes either on um, a day that they weren't going to be open anyway, like it was a brewing day, mm-hmm. um, or uh, we'll do it before hours. We did one after hours. That wasn't awesome because he was already tired <laughs> from the day. So um, but we've done a, a bunch that were like before hours um, or... Uh, if we're working around schedule, usually on a day that they would have been off, mm-hmm. um, and that gives us a lot of uh, a lot of freedom to kind of take our time. And um, you know, if there's we don't have to worry about customers or how everything looks, we can bring things like uh, like sound blankets and kind of set up like a little makeshift studio. Uh, yeah. We do video on the show also, so we can't. Um, nice. So we do we do try to get a, a background at yeah. the same time, but I mean, we can kind of clean up some audio while we're at it. I would I would love to do like an in-person show. I think that'd be so much fun. It is. And, uh, you know, some of the gear that I've been picking up has been has made it super easy. I'm using a Rodecaster mm-hmm. Pro, um, nice, nice. which I'm actually recording with right now. It's become part of my home setup. Um, <laughs> and I recently just got a pot uh, track P4. Um, so nice. we have an interview this Thursday um, with a brand new brewery. We were actually there maybe two months ago, three months ago at their soft opening. And then nice. uh, they had their grand opening, and now uh, now they're going to interview with us. Um, cool. Yeah, so we get to take the uh, Pontiac P4 for a spin. Nice. Yeah, I would. Like I said, I being able to like go into like the like I'll use the cider house in town as a reference. Like going in there, like they have a back room where we're still in the the cider house, but we're it'd be quiet enough where we'd be able to record and not have the audio be terrible. And I think that'd be fantastic. Just like the idea of like just kind of hanging out and and recording in person is just I would love to do that. Yeah, with, not with, like, the right, with the right equipment and with the right uh, preparation, you can mm-hmm. you know have as clean of an audio signal as you can get. Yeah, um, so that you can edit more easily later. Uh, like mm-hmm. I said, I've I've been an audio engineer for about a decade now. 
Yeah. Um, so I, I have this suitcase with uh, my, my portable podcast cave. There's like four SM7s in there. And um, yeah, that's what uh, I use. Yep. Uh, no, Roadcaster has enough uh, has enough juice in it where I don't really need the um, I don't need the cloud lifters. Mm-hmm. But um, and I, I, that's something that I do plan on doing. Uh, maybe I'll do it this week where I want to do a, a, a what's in my bag video. So nice. we, can, we can kind of go through uh, you know, what's in the portable podcast kit, what's in the portable live stream kit. Um, I would definitely watch that video. Yeah, I, I, it's <laughs> it's something I get asked about. But the problem is every time I go, to the, every time I think about going to make the video, I change mm-hmm. stuff. <laughs> or, or something new ships in or I get some new toy or upgrade something. And it's like, all right, I yeah. want old stuff in the video. So let's just wait till this thing <laughs> ships in. Uh, but uh, I think that's something that's going to come out um, soon. I think I'll, I think I'll do that pretty soon. I will definitely have to check that out because I would I would love to be able to do that at some point. We've talked about doing an in person recording, but it would be like at my apartment here or whatever. Mm-hmm. It would just be like that. Working in a contained environment would make it super easy. At the same time, going to like the the pub the block away and recording there would also be incredible. We'd just set up up on the third floor, looking down over everything. Now I'll tell recording. you from from someone who. Like, like I said, Flight in a Pint is entirely filmed, uh, mm-hmm. filmed and recorded on site at the guest's spot. Mm-hmm. We go we go to the, the whatever brewery we're talking about, we go to that brewery to record, mm-hmm. um, which is very cool. And uh, it does kind of, you know, it puts them in the, uh, on their home turf and they get very comfortable with the interview. And uh, our video yeah. um, has backgrounds of the place that we're talking about. There's a lot of cool things that we get from that on the downside it does severely limit where we can go. Uh, we are still in a pandemic. Uh, I just got mm-hmm. my first vaccine last week. So uh, nice. we'll be uh, we'll be on our way out of that pretty soon. My co-host got his the day before mine. Uh, so we'll both be you know fully vaccinated in the next like four or five weeks. Nice. Um, but aside from that, um, you know, we're kind of limited to where we can drive to. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we have to schedule things very carefully so that if we are driving pretty far, that it's not for nothing. Does New so, Jersey still have travel restrictions out of curiosity? Not really. And okay. even then, they weren't really enforced. Mm-hmm. Um, like at, at their tightest, um, we did have to cancel one, uh, one episode just for um, just to be safe. Yeah. But um, most of the time, like, you know, we're not going that far. Mm-hmm. Um there's over, I want to say, 130 breweries in New Jersey. Nice. So, like, we have plenty of episode options without having to leave the state. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and then New York has, God, I don't even know how many are in New York, and we've done about half of our episodes in Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, and some of them were just barely outside of Jersey. Like, you know, might as well, might as well be Jersey. Yeah, it feels more like a Jersey town that roots for the Phillies. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's that's what most of these t- uh, towns feel like. Uh, we went to Broken Goblet, which is in Ben Salem. Uh, we went to Neshaminy Creek, which is five minutes away from Broken Goblet. Mm-hmm. Um, the farthest that we went was out to Freewheel Brewing. Um, I don't remember the name of the town, but we drove almost two hours to get there, um, which is a far drive. And that's you know, and we barely got into Pennsylvania. So um, you know, you're Pennsylvania, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're able to do this show remotely because um, you know, even with careful planning probably wasn't going to drive to your house for this i'm sorry <laughs> so we we are we're, we're pretty limited with where with, with our radius of where mm-hmm. we can go so yeah, there's, no, there's some uh there's absolute downsides to doing a show that is entirely uh done on location mm-hmm. 
Yeah, like I said, there's there's pros and cons no matter what you're going to do. Like even working remotely, it's like, okay, now we have to worry about getting the connection to work out right. Like even with Zencaster here, like it worked tonight, but we tried recording yesterday. We couldn't get Zencaster to work. I had to go to Zencaster Classic to get it to work. I think the previous show, we had the same issue essentially. Like, yeah, Zencaster has been great, especially since they're technically they're pretty much free right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. We we were talking about that yesterday. It's like it's not going to be free forever. And then it's going to be, I think, what what did I say? 20 bucks a month or something? Yeah. For the features they're giving is really not that bad. Um, yeah. I did notice a little bit of a problem if uh, now we're, we're, we're having a nice, you know, um, humane interview where we're letting mm-hmm. each other speak and, um, you know, Kyle's letting us both speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh i did notice that zancaster has some issues where people talk over each other uh there's some uh there's some struggle for audio there yeah um because on uh, on the new show that we're recording we might as well use that as a super cheap segue uh <laughs> we're recording that new one on zancaster right now that's um that's our D show which i think mm-hmm. you said is a little bit more your area here sure um yeah, we uh, there's there's times where all four of us are pretty much just yelling at each other, and <laughs> going back and cleaning up that audio later has been an issue. That was uh, our problem early on when uh, what, what episode was it? Kyle, we had animated gamers on like eight maybe or something. Uh, the amount of times that you're gonna ask me that question, I still yeah. don't know because I don't know what episode we stopped with the frost joke. That's true. So we had a. Uh, but we had like five people on that episode and that was a mess. Yeah, yeah. Like they were great. Don't get me wrong. Like they were great guests. I loved having them on. They're fun to chat with. Sure. They're great. They're great guys. But five people on an episode is is a mess with the everyone talking over each other or, or like not even talking over each other. It's like one person almost done and someone else wanted to jump in before they missed the opportunity to bring like something right. up. That's, like I've hey, been kind of getting that with with the editing where you know, yeah. one, one person thinks they're done with their thought. Or the one mm-hmm. person, you know, one person thinks the other person is done with their thought and starts their sentence. Yeah. And then the other person finishes the thought that they actually weren't done with. And then I mm-hmm. have to go and cut off the false start sentence from a minute ago and yeah. then hope they actually start the sentence from the beginning or else I got to stitch them together and, you know, I got to actually do work and I don't feel like mm-hmm. doing that when I edit. But you're um, like, oh, I have to actually edit while editing. I know. Ugh. <laughs> this uh yeah this new show uh is going to be called Curmudgeons and dragons uh we have nice. a couple episodes recorded and edited already um we're looking at recording maybe two more this week and then i'll have enough kind of episodes in the can to feel comfortable releasing it this weekend nice uh nice. so hopefully if this episode's rec- uh coming out uh would you say 24th yeah this will come out on the 24th hopefully by then that episode should be out Nice. And uh, so we'll have links in the find, description then. If you it's can find the link tree, uh, just go to curmudgeonsanddragons.com and we'll have the links on there. Um, Sweet. And that, and that site's active now. So if uh, if the link is active, it'll be on there. If the link's cool. not active yet, just kind of keep checking there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we have four hosts on that show and with, nice. with no plans of having a guest. But even then, with four of us, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of crosstalk and some uh, shenanigans that go on with the audio there. That does happen on our show here too. A uh, fair amount, honestly. Uh, most of the time, it's me, if I'm being honest. But uh, when I edit the show, like if Kyle is talking or a guest is talking, and I like go to like bring something up or whatever, like based on what they're saying in post, I'll be like, okay, and I'm just gonna cut my audio entirely there and pretend like that never happened, and we'll move on. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's almost exclusive me, exclusively me. Yeah, it's usually yeah, well, it's usually yeah. one. 
<laughs> I, I don't talk unless you know I really know about a topic. Like when you were talking mm-hmm. about the brewery and shit, I don't know a whole lot about that. So I just kind of like let you guys what, do your free range. Of what are your stuff. thoughts on recording at a the like a local brewery, Kyle? Uh, the drive just to get there would be like a one time thing. <laughs> so we're recording on like a Wednesday night. <laughs> Like the most inconvenient time possible. Yeah, yeah. Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Yeah, Honestly, need- if I lived closer, I'd be all down for it. But how mm-hmm. long did it take? Like almost two hours to get to you? So it, yeah, something like that. It would have to be like on the weekend, and we'd have to like really like a Friday it. or Saturday night, probably yeah. Saturday. So you're not. Oh yeah, if you guys are that far from each other, sure you gotta work. You gotta work that yeah. in also. Yeah. Um, you know, like like I said, uh, because of my job situation, I'm living with mm-hmm. family right now. So right now, I'm about a 45 minute drive from my co-host. Hmm. Um, so depending where we're going and how far we're going, sometimes I'll just meet him there. Sometimes you know, uh, we'll meet at one guy's place, dump the gear in one car and then go from there. Um, but that's, that's something else to consider. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it starts out before we, before we wrap up, we're gonna do a little bit shorter episode here real quick. I was going to ask you other than Dungeons and Dragons, what kind of, uh, what kind of tabletop games do you play? If any, oh, I'm huge into board games. Nice. We uh, uh, I, got, I got a collection of uh, last I counted was about 115 games. Uh, okay, that's be, way more than I do. Might be more like 125 now because we keep uh, we keep coming across Target sales and you know me and the girlfriend will just buy buy up a couple just because they're on sale. Nice. But uh, we just we just got into uh, I got the Red Dragon in. Oh yeah, fun game. Yeah, yeah. I got like number I think Red Dragon five because it comes with a huge box. Yeah, it's a bunch of them. Uh, yeah, and so I'm gonna I might get more of like the uh what is it called like allies or whatever like the extra characters. Sure. Yeah, I don't have that one. Uh, another guy in our game group does. Mm-hmm. So uh, we try not to overlap when we don't have to, just so we can you know, between all of us we have a giant collection. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got that, and I got No Escape. I don't know if you know that one. I don't. It's like a, you basically every you start in like a central hub. Like it's a there's a main like. Five by five, six by six inch uh, square that you start in, and then you have these two by two like car. It's all like heavy cardboard, and uh, you play these tokens. And your goal is to roll the dice, move across the spaces, and if you move enough spaces, you get off the board and you escape and you win. Hmm. And meanwhile, on everyone else's turn, they're playing more spaces to extend the board in front of you to try oh, and prevent cool. you from escaping. So that's kind of fun. It's it's not very complicated at all, which is nice. Um, Red Dragon End isn't super complicated once you understand the mechanics of it either. Um, One of my favorite games that I like to tell people to look into, uh, and this game is super underrated. I've, uh, people who know board games know it, but outside of like, um, like big board game hobbyists, I've never heard of anyone yeah. even recognizing this game. Uh, it's called Magic Maze. Magic um, Maze. Right. So you are. It's a co-op game. So you're all playing together. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a, uh, you can go anywhere. There's a solo mode. Or you can go anywhere from two to eight players. Uh, so if you get a decent sized group, uh, you can get a lot of chaos in here. So yeah. you've got a, uh, you got a, a dwarf, a fighter, a I've mage, and an elf. And you need to get them. Uh, they need to get, they need to get supplies for the next adventure. So obviously if they're at the mall mm-hmm. and uh, you have to navigate them through the mall, you have to build the malls, a little bit of a tile building, um, get them to the stores that they need to get to, steal their stuff and make their way to the exit. Um, so each of each person has the things that they're allowed to do. Like one person can only move the North. One person can only move them East and work the escalators. And so you have to work together to move all four of these things to their place and then out. 
and mm-hmm. uh and then on top of that you're not allowed to speak well you that's have, not very you fair. have to know your, you have to know <laughs> what you need to do yeah um game is absolute chaos um with the way the timer works um each round can only last maximum 15 minutes mm-hmm. so it's a pretty quick uh you know uh fast-paced game you can play a few rounds after you lose several times in a row and uh <laughs> Yeah, this one always always sits the table. Nice. I see that. And Magic Maze uh, Maximum Security. It's like the other one was called. Is that the expansion for it? I, I'm assuming, yeah. Yeah, I haven't, uh, haven't tried that one yet because we're still working our way through. So I, every time we, uh, we have a new group, I just teach that game from the bottom up. They, they kind of structure it into um, levels, kind of like a yeah. video game. So uh, every time we get a new group, I just start from level one and just keep moving the way up again. And that's been keeping us occupied with that game for like two years. Fun. Yeah, we we've been getting more into the the board games and like tabletop games in general, because um, my girlfriend's just not a like a video game person. She sure. just can't get into it. Which outside of Pokemon, I'm kind of bored by games, uh, by, by by video games. <laughs> we've and had yeah. like a hard time finding new games to play. We've tried a number of new things. We've been playing. Kyle's been doing a lot of Overwatch. I've been, I played a little bit of it. Um, I, got, I got friends that stream that. Yeah, what else have we played? I don't know what like, I'm looking at when they stream, but. Happy to see him. <laughs> it, Overwatch I, is a clusterfuck. I will. I will say that. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. I'm a mess. I just show up. <laughs> I just do what I'm told. I'm like, yes, sir. Whatever you say, sir. Just go stand there and hold the fucking shield. That's all you need to do. You're good. <laughs> Roger that, sir. Um. Yeah. I don't know what else we've been playing other than that. Like new games, rather. Um, I haven't really been playing anything new. That's the thing. No. It's. <laughs> I know every once in a while we play Warzone, and that's just a that's an I, experience. I almost broke my controller the other day playing with Luke. <laughs> I, I told him like, "Don't ever fucking ask me to play this game for like the next month." <laughs> He's like, "Why? The game's fun." I'm like, "No, sitting in a building for 45 minutes just to get shot from some random fucking sniper, and you didn't even see him." Or someone like fun. me walks in with a rocket launcher, and I just it's just or so you're cheap. Fucking toxic ass with a fucking <laughs> Strella that I told you about that you still use. You made me do it. You told me to do it, and I. Not, I, I said it. try it for the lull, not try it. Yep. To be a oh, I've been laughing the whole time. Bag. <laughs> That's different. He told me to. He told me to try out like a rocket launcher, and so I spent a whole day streaming for I don't know how many hours, uh, just playing with the rocket launcher, and I would I'd be running around with it. I got like ten kills a game or so, maybe, and I'm just running around with it, sitting in corners with the rocket launcher. I was incredibly toxic. It was, uh, it was rather rude of me. But uh, so, Jason, you have to head out, right? Yeah, it's all the time I got for you. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. I made it so, yeah, thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, why don't you tell people what you want to... So check out the Flight and a Pint, um, Flight and a Pint, rather. Um, Curmudges of Dragons. Why don't you tell people everywhere they can go to check out all your you stuff? You can find uh, Flight and a Pint. Uh, you go to flightandapintpodcast.com. That'll bring you over to our link tree. And, uh, you know, we, we need those, uh, we need those YouTube subscribers so we can get the <laughs> custom link there. So, uh, that would be the absolute best and freest thing that you can do to help us out. Um, but, uh, flight and will give you all those links there. Uh, curmudgeonsanddragons.com, uh, will link you to that link tree. And, uh, hopefully by the time this episode comes out, that show will have launched, but that's uh, brand new, super excited about that show. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, and links will be in the description for sure, so everyone can click on those, take you right on through. Click it. Uh, yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being here, man. This is a Absolutely. ton of fun. I, I learned a bit about about 
brewing and, and the brew pubs and stuff like that. I probably won't drink anyway, but you know, it's worth the, <laughs> a lot of them still have food. You can still go and support. So I, uh, I'm an addict for pretzels at these places. You want to go to Broken Goblet Brewing in Ben Salem, PA. They've got these thing called chunksels. Chunksels that I had for lunch today. Interesting. Uh, they're just these giant pretzels that they break up into bits and then they cover them with like uh, either chili or brisket or just it, you, you take a nap <laughs> after. But they're fantastic. I love me some pretzels. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again, man, for being here. This was a ton of fun. We appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been episode 62 of the Digest Productions podcast. Go check us out, digestproductions.live. It's got links to all of our stuff, uh, all of our new merch, that website. I don't know if it's going to be updated by the time this episode comes out or a little in advance here, but uh, I'm, I'm hoping so. I've been working on it behind the scenes. So thank you, everyone, for listening, and we will see you all next time. Goodbye.